Hey guys, I'm excited to let you know that registration has opened for our 2022 Impact Sports Golf Invitational at Carolina Country Club on Monday, October 3rd. This has been an annual event since the inception of our ministry. It's an incredible day of golf for your foursome to compete where the pros play at the BMW Charity Pro-Am. But it's also a great way to support the work of Impact Sports. To register your team or to sponsor the event if you're not a golfer, you can go to impactsportsonline.org slash golf. That's impactsportsonline.org slash golf. We hope to see you on the course Monday, October 3rd. Welcome to the I Say All That to Say This podcast. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Before we get to that, we'd like to tell you about those that make this podcast possible. Our friends at First Baptist North Spartanburg. First North exists to connect people to God and one another through Jesus Christ, to help them grow in their relationship with Him, and to serve others in the name of Jesus. You can join them in worship led by the choir and orchestra at 9 a.m. or led by the worship band at 11 a.m. each Sunday. Bible Fellowship is in between at 10 a.m. There's something exciting happening for all ages at First North. You can find them on Facebook or online at firstnorth.org, or you can give them a call at 864-578-0509. Again, 864-578-0509 to find out more. Also, our friends over at Avio Sullivan Healthcare, they've been the go-to for chiropractic care in Spartanburg since 1977. At Avio Sullivan, they realize some people are nervous about traditional chiropractic care, and they don't want to hear their joints pop during adjustments. So they have other techniques along with traditional chiropractic to help you no matter your preference. If you've been thinking about trying chiropractic, let me help you with that decision. My family and I have been patients for years and are grateful for the doctors and the great staff. They have gotten us up and running again in some pretty difficult times. I highly recommend giving them a try. Plus, if you mention this podcast, they'll donate 100% of the first day's fees back to Impact Sports. So call them at 864-583-3967. Again, 864-583-3967. Or visit ivosullivan.com today to feel better and to function at your best. Welcome to the I Say All That to Say This podcast, an outreach of Impact Sports International. We seek to use sports as a vehicle to take the gospel to the hard to reach, the lost, and and the forgotten. forgotten. Whether that is just 10 minutes down the road or on the other side of the world. Here is your host. Here's your host. Here's your host. Here's your host, John Andrews. Hey guys, and welcome back to the I Say All That to Say This podcast. I'm your host, John Andrews. We are continuing our instrument series that comes from Psalm 33, verses 2 and 3. Praise the Lord with the melodies on the lyre. Make music for him on the ten-stringed harp. Sing a new song of praise to him. Play skillfully on the harp and sing with joy. Now, as I've said before, most of you listening don't play the harp, and you probably don't even know what a lyre is. But that's not the point David was making. What David was really saying here is that we all have an instrument to play. But it's up to us to play our instrument skillfully. My instrument instrument is definitely not music, but God has given me an instrument to play for his glory, and he's given you one too. It could actually be music. It could be sports. It could be business. It could be teaching or speaking. But David was saying, whatever your instrument is, play it skillfully. And how do we develop skill? Through hard work and repetition, of course. So during this series, we've been, taking to, uh, we've been taking time to talk to people with all kinds of instruments and how they are honing their craft so they can play it skillfully for God's honor and glory. And that brings me to our guest today. Kevin Drake serves as the executive director at Upward Sports. Welcome to the I Say All That to Say This podcast, Kevin. 
Thank you, John. It's great to be with you. We've got a lot to talk about, and I've got a lot of questions for you. Uh, and when we first talked about how long this podcast would take, you made reference that you may or may not be long-winded. And if you take <laughs> that and combine it with uh, the fact that I may or may not be long-winded, uh, we, we need to drive right in. So uh, before we get into your journey and where you are now and what you're doing now, tell us your Jesus story. Tell us about your faith journey. Yeah, so— uh it was interesting that um, I grew up in a family that were not believers, and um, there were two men who um, who came by our house one Saturday, knocked on our door. This would have been in the mid-70s, and uh, invited um, my sister and I to go to church. And their names were James Jackson and Earl Hendricks. And those two men uh, invested in my sister and I. Hmm. My parents weren't believers. They didn't go to church, but they allowed us to be picked up every Sunday morning in an old school bus yeah. uh, that had been converted to a church bus. And through those years of being invested in by those two men and those people at that small free will Baptist church in Inman, South Carolina, hmm. uh, my sister and I both came to Christ. Sometime after that, my mom started visiting the church and then she came to Christ. Wow. And then my dad started visiting and he rededicated his life. And uh, uh, and then we started having more kids, and so there were two more siblings. And my entire family today are saved because of those two men. Wow. That's a legacy. That's that's a cool story. Tell us, so you were how old? I was, when we started going to the church, we were five years old. Okay. Yeah, and I came to Christ at 10 years old. Okay, so you're not 10 anymore. No. We won't say how old you are, uh, but you're a few decades A little uh, bit. Just, a, just 10, a shade over. <laughs> from 10 years old. Uh, what's, what's your journey been like since? Yeah. So I, I, you know, I've told people that John in, there have been times in my life where I've, I've not been faithful to the Lord, but, but he's never been unfaithful to me. Mm. And when I think about the journey to upward from going from a, a secular environment, I worked for the New York times company for 16 years and then uh, for a couple of private equity firms and then for Gannett before coming to upward, uh, in, all in media, um, it's just been a, a great transition for me to be working in ministry and really doing something that I absolutely love to do. And so uh, God has taken me on this journey to learn these business skills that hopefully will be beneficial to us as a ministry that we can continue to reach kids across America for Jesus. Hmm. Well, uh, most people that we've had on this podcast were developing their skill in their arena, right, and pun intended, uh, where they would eventually use their gifts and talents for God's glory. Uh, we've had we've had basketball players, we've had basketball coaches, football players, football coaches. Um, we've had businessmen, uh, and and but they were developing uh, their skill set. And you mentioned being in media for a couple of decades mm-hmm. um, in your professional career, um, and then you transitioned to ministry. So I, I want to ask you. Um, Talk about your development uh, of your of your craft. Let's call it that your instrument, okay? But how that translates because it it wasn't ministry before. You mentioned it secular business right. uh, doesn't mean that you weren't you know a Jesus follower out loud where you were. Right. But it was an intentional ministry, and so uh, talk about the development of of the skills. Um, talents that God's given you in the secular world, and then ultimately how that translates into what you're doing now. Yeah, well, uh, thank you, John. It's a great question. And, you know, everything rises and falls on leadership. Mm. And so if, if you can build a strong team 
and you can make a compelling case for whatever you're trying to accomplish, you, you can you can get it done. It really it really rises and falls on leadership. And so because I grew up sort of uh, in my career in in the business world, mostly in sales and marketing, driving results, mm-hmm. um, th- those skills over over a twenty plus year career, I think have really helped me to transition in my role at Upward. And so, for example, um, God's been so faithful to us through the pandemic. Uh, Last year, Upward added 151 new churches, and we praise God for that. Wow. And, and and it's a God thing. Yeah. Um, now we've got wonderful, uh, we got a wonderful sales team and wonderful partner team members and a, a wonderful leader in that department. But God has given that increase, and and this year we are going to add. We're on pace to add 200 more new churches. Wow. And so we're in this in this now great growth trajectory of new churches because of some of the the practices that we've implemented, and we've been very aggressive nationally. In making sure that churches see the compelling reasons to partner with us to mm-hmm. see kids and their parents exposed to the gospel. Hmm. Uh, you um, you took the job in July of 2020. It was actually May. May yeah. of yeah, 2020. it was actually May of 2020. There was something else going on during that time. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, a little bit of COVID. Just little a bit of little COVID, bit of COVID. A little bit of quarantine. Yeah, a little a, bit of craziness nationwide that's and an, worldwide. That's an astute observation on your part, John. Yes. Uh, well, I, nobody's ever accused me of not being wise. <laughs> of course, they've never accused me of being wise either. But <laughs> uh, taking a job and uh, uh, taking a new job is one thing, but to completely change arenas in the middle of quarantine Mm -hmm. what was that like and and what was your mindset to get you to the point where you said yeah i'll do that yeah so uh, let let me give you the backstory so um upward was founded in 95 by kaz mccaslin Mm -hmm. and i'm very grateful for the leadership that kaz had and for the vision that god gave him when he left upward around 2017 or so uh bill palmer a wonderful man of god Mm -hmm. sort of was the gap between kaz and i and um bill sort of steadied the ship with the with the leadership team and uh, you know i've told people that um, during that time when Bill approached me, he was in my small group. I, I lead a small group mm-hmm. at, at the mill, and he was uh, in my small group, and he approached me about h- him leaving. He said, hey, man, I need you to pray for us. We're transitioning. I'd never thought about being an upward. And then God just began to th- – that week, wow. he just started working on me. And, and it, you know, I had I had known and loved the media my whole adult life. Sure. And I, I finally called him up and said, hey, man, let's chat. Like, let's talk about this. And so I, I tell people I'm grateful that the board had confidence in me. Mm-hmm. There have been times in my life where I've been outside of God's will. I think most people who are transparent and honest would say that. Yeah. Um, this is not one of them. Hmm. Like, I knew God was calling me. And so yeah. to answer your question, he called me. It was it, He didn't audibly, visibly appear and say, Kevin, you're to do this. Yeah. But I could not get away from it. Hmm. And so I knew he was calling me to yeah. Well, and, and on the surface, um, probably didn't make a lot of sense. It made no sense. Yeah, it made none. <laughs> and, and and just to make the change, much less to make the change when you made it. Um, and and it's been my experience through the years that usually when something doesn't make a lot of sense, God's up to something too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You uh, so as you took over in the middle of quarantine. Uh, and and for us coming out of quarantine in the summer, uh, but many and and you don't just work here in the southeast. You you guys work nationwide. Yeah. So many yeah. of the churches where you partnered, 
uh, or with whom you partner, they were still shut down for months after you 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 took over. So, what was that time like? Yeah, it in, was in a brand new setting, but in a complete uh, uh, overwhelming sense of un- uncertainty across the across the nation. Yeah, it was um, it was definitely interesting and a bit challenging because just starting at upward two months after the pandemic really came to light and all the transition through that uh, and then me trying to learn the culture and and in some ways maybe enhance the culture during that time it, it was a bit of a challenge and, and you know so we had our churches in the Pacific Northwest were completely almost completely shut down mm. churches in Michigan were almost completely shut down so if if churches aren't coming together they're all you know for worship they're also not playing sports sure. and so we we worked all through through all that and but through every bit of that John, I just ask God every day, God, I want you to do something at Upward that only you can get the glory for, mm. that that can't be attributed to our sales team, or our partner team, or our IT team, or especially to me. That's something that God only you can do, and mm. He's done that. Yeah. You know, we've added 351 churches uh, in the last two years. Only God can do that. Yeah. Mm. Well. Uh, you mentioned Kaz a minute ago, and I, I've known Kaz for a long time. Um, and him being the founder and executive mm-hmm. director, uh, and then eventually leaving upward. You mentioned Bill. I've known Bill for a long time. Yeah, and Bill, Bill, Bill I, I saw Bill at a at a basketball game, high school basketball game one night, and in the middle of his interim, and he said that I agreed to be the interim, and I told him I was going to be the interim. And so you, if you if you uh, don't count bill because there was an asterisk because he was interim Mm -hmm. you're the only other executive director that upward has ever had what's that been like yeah i'll tell you it's 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 for me it's really been an easy transition Uh, we we have a tremendous board that has uh, diversified and they've been very supportive and open to new ideas and um you know the, the first thing that we did a couple of years ago was really sit down with our with our team who were already transitioning to a new business model. There were some great things already happening at Upward um, since the um, since the transition had happened with Bill uh, taking over as interim. And um, so the, the, in many ways, the team made it easy for me to transition and um and now we I feel like you know culturally we've com- we've completely made that shift yeah. and so our our focus is always forward and uh, and how we can continue to 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 spread the gospel mm. uh in in preparation uh well let me ask you this before we move on you mentioned a second ago 351 new churches over the mm-hmm. last 2 years uh just to put that in perspective for our listeners how many how many churches do you guys partner with across the nation yeah well so so we do multiple sports yep. and some churches do some things with us and some do other things we have about 1700 active partners across the united that, states that play that, that do some that, that in one the, of the sports correct, that, you guys that are actively involved in some of our in one of our or more of our sports all right yeah. so what are those sports that you so, guys offer? so our our we, what we what i call our legacy sports are basketball and soccer yeah. and flag football and this past year we launched volleyball wow and so we've had about 75 churches already adopt volleyball and so we're, at the uh, basically elementary uh, school level um early so we'll, we will do any age okay. um you know we we sort of recommend that fifth sixth seventh eighth right um and what we Found in for volleyball, correct. Okay. And so, but we'll do we'll do whatever age group churches want. But uh, we have a market research team, and what the market research uh, uh, bore out was is that there's a real niche for middle school age girls mm-hmm. that are not good enough to play on the competitive uh, teams. 
but really enjoy volleyball sure. and, and want and want to participate. Yeah. And so we're uh, next year we're launching a baseball. Oh, and, wow. uh, and we have a, a ton of other innovation projects that yeah. are going, and we're going to um, launch some new initiatives that uh, can be uh, leveraged with any sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you see, our our mission to promote the discovery of Jesus through sport mm-hmm. is not limited on any sport. Sure. And so, and it's not limited on any age. Yeah. Well, uh, you mentioned. Tell me again the number of churches you partner with. Now, we have about seventeen hundred active I, I, partners. That's what I thought. I didn't want to yep, say it wrong. That's okay. Um, what do you guys have anything going on internationally? Obviously, that's that's close to our heart, and we it is. You know, we we have a passion for the nations, and we're we're aligned, right? We we are. Uh, our ministry is uh, we want to use sports to take the gospel to the nations. Yes, um, but it just so happens the United States is also a nation, so we do stuff uh, domestically as well. But mm-hmm. uh, it, it's beautiful how God can give passions and burdens and visions for, to people. And they they seem similar, and yet they're very different in in the way they manifest themselves. So um, my question uh, is, what do you guys have going on internationally? Yeah, so um, I have or to be, have plans I have to, for? I have to be careful because I'll get back to the corporate office, and our team will go, "Why, why did you say that?" Because now we've got now this. We have to now it. we have an international <laughs> mission, and so well, so don't say anything so, you're not supposed so to. So if you back up, if you back up multiple years ago, Upward had a South Africa mission, uh-huh. and we we did some initiatives. Upward did some initiatives to expand the gospel across uh, across the, the oceans away from the, the North America, right. and um, what. What I what I have found, and what our, our market research team I think would bear out, is that we work through the local church, mm-hmm. and so the answer is emphatically yes. We want to be more involved in missions, and so our our church partners across the nation are already going on mission trips. Mm-hmm. What what I, I believe God is calling us to do is not do our own upward thing sure. and you know invest millions of dollars in yep. some initiative, but to support local churches and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so the Great Commission um, it compels us to be a part of international. Missions. Right. And so um, I can see in some time in the future us having a deeper engagement and partnership with our with our church partners across the nation to help and support them in their mission efforts so that we can be a part of mm-hmm. international missions. And we're we're already doing that. Yeah. So we you know and we don't we don't put out press releases and send emails sure. when we do things to help churches. But God has, has blessed us, and it is so true that the more we help churches to reach people for Christ, it seems like the more God blesses us. Hmm. I love the fact you just said something, I think, incredibly profound. and I don't even know if you meant it, but you said we don't issue press releases when we have a major milestone mm-hmm. uh, from from ministry perspective. Um, if we are truly ministry-minded— and we are kingdom focused. It doesn't matter who knows it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and and as long as we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, what we've been called to do, and God is doing the work through us, then it doesn't matter how popular it is. That's right. You know. That's right. And uh, so I, I think you know you um, you mentioned that we don't we don't name everything that we do. I think that shows some humility on your part, on Upward's part. Uh, and focus on the the task and not letting everybody know that you're doing the task mm. right yeah um, sure. and I, I I love that of course we're we're forced to be humble yes right of course <laughs> because of course of, of all security but, but you would be anyway because well, I know you 
because of all the security issues that we have, we're forced to do that, uh, and we can't share most of what we do. Mm-hmm. And if we do, we change the names and the locations and all that kind of stuff. But to hear you have a national platform and to say, listen, we don't, we don't want to share everything that we're doing just because we're about doing it, not about right. people knowing it. And, and I love that, and that's a, that's a picture of your leadership. Uh, as well. Thank you. Um, in Thank preparation you. for the interview, I looked at your website and just just kind of surfed through uh, last night. And I want to I want to ask you a couple questions. Okay. And have you expand on, on things that I saw? Okay, sure. Um, uh, on the front page, it said our mission is, and you've already said this line: our mission is promoting the discovery of Jesus through sports. Um, and I, I I love the fact you don't qualify that. Now right. most people think upward is a kid's ministry right but you've already said in the interview it's not just about the kids but it's who brings those kids right Right, and the parents and the grandparents and the aunts and uncles and neighbors and everything else um and and below that line our mission is promoting the discovery of jesus through sports you have sports plus intention equals impact correct describe that explain that to me so so let me let me do a little bit of math with you and your listeners john and so our average basketball league is about 160 kids and so we have we have one that has over 1400 we have some that have obviously less than that but our average is about 160 kids what we know nationally and and you this bears out no matter what region of the country that we're in about half of the kids playing upward at any local church across the country are not affiliated with that church. They're, wow. they're not affiliated. Wow. And so of that half, so those 80 or so kids, they're also going to have a couple of adults, whether it's a single mom and a grandparent sure. or, 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 or a, a, a husband and wife. They're going to be um, at those games. And so what, what you end up having on average is you got 80 kids who are not affiliated with that church. You got 160 adults. I, I told a pastor last week in Michigan that that he is going and this is a this is a huge church. Um, that he is always going to have more lost people on his campus on Saturday mm. or Friday mm-hmm. than he is on Sunday. Mm. And so at Upward, we believe the Bible. We we want people to be saved. Like we exist to see people come to Christ. Right. We just believe that that, that you can change methods and or add methods without compromising your message and location too of course yeah. of course so we don't care where where you're meeting and what time you're meeting we just want people to hear about jesus and when you have that many potentially unchurched lost people on your campus or in your community center or on some field somewhere mm. it's a captive audience they're willing to listen to the gospel and by the way to the pastors out there a lot of times those parents are not going to bring their kids to your church on Sunday. I don't care what you do. Yeah. But they will bring them to your campus on Saturday, and they will listen to your gospel message. Absolutely. Man. I love, I I love, I've never, I've never loved math, but I love that (laughs) analogy. I mean, you said, and the average size league, 160 kids. Yes, about 160 for basketball. And there's going to be usually two people that bring that kid yes however they're connected on saturdays so that easily is 480 people it is on campus and and i've i've seen you know upward play out at multiple churches in multiple sports and obviously depending on the sport if you're inside or outside that changes the the scenario a little bit but man what a beautiful picture you're reaching out to the and and you even said that 160 
is the average size, but 80 of those aren't affiliated with the church. Cor- correct. Ha- half are not affiliated. So, you know, some portion of those are going to go to other churches. Sure. But but here's the thing. If I'm a pastor shepherd and I've got 80 kids on my campus and I don't know if they're saved or not, mm. it's a huge opportunity. Yeah. It's just a huge opportunity. Man. That's that's a that's and by a, the way, if it was three kids, it'd still be worth it. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. But even for the advertising, you mentioned some as as big as they have kids in the thousands. Yeah, yeah. The, the, and just for clarification, the the one the average size of 160 kids in a league, that's just a basketball league. So if they're yeah. if the, if the church is doing basketball in the wintertime and they're doing soccer in the fall, or they're doing flag football in the fall. Yeah. That's that's 160 times two or three or four. Yeah, well, and, and, and depending on the sport, you're going to have a different average. But, yes, that's just for basketball. Okay. All right. Wow. I have always been uh, – it's why we do what we do, because sports gives us a platform. Yes. But what you're talking about is a ready-made platform of people coming to you, not even going and searching it out. Yeah. You know, Barna Research uh, came out with a statistic recently that said that 95% of Americans interact with sports every day. You talk about it, you read about it, you watch it, you play it. Yeah. And so sports is still huge. And sadly, we know that fewer people are going to church mm-hmm. than ever. Mm-hmm. And so as people have stopped going to church, it's an opportunity for us. Upward will never, ever not promote the local church and being in the church on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we have When we go speak at conferences across the nation, uh, uh, Jennifer McCraw, who leads our marketing efforts, uh, she reports into Travis. Um, she has a slide deck that we present, and the title is How to Get People from the Sidelines to the Sanctuary. Mm. We want people in right. local churches. Yeah. And we're just saying that sports is one method mm-hmm. that you can use that, that you can get people to come to your campus that might not ever come mm. any other way. And so the gospel message never changes. Mm-hmm. It's just what the tool you use. Correct. That's that's beautiful. Uh, also saw this on your website. It says uh, kind of a big picture view of what you guys do. Quote, we view sports or we view sport through the lens of a greater purpose, which means the impact can extend far beyond the game. Sports breaks down barriers and creates a powerful catalyst for churches to build relationships and to serve others. That's exactly what you're, what we've already yeah. discussed happening on on Friday night or Saturday. Yes, I, I, absolutely. <laughs> I, I coached um, I coached three and four year old uh, soccer last year, and uh, that, if you want to uh, find something interesting, coach three and four year old kids in anything. <sighs> and so, you know, there there was um, there was different ethnicities. Mm-hmm. There was a, a different socioeconomic breakdowns mm-hmm. it, on that team. It was a cross reference of the entire community of Spartanburg County, mm-hmm. which is reflective of the entire nation. All those parents came together. There was camaraderie. They all listen to the devotions, and and, and we sat together. Yeah. You just don't get a lot of that across the country anymore. Right. But sports brings that. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, and and you're 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 singing to the choir here. Yeah, of course. Uh, breaking down barriers and uh, creating uh, connections. Um, one of the new things that you have have started since you've been in in place uh, as the uh, executive director is customizable 
sports packages mm-hmm. for the churches. Explain what that is. Yeah, so um, when um, when Mr. McCaslin had this great vision for Upward, um, Amazon didn't exist, and mm. so there was a there was it was a sort of a different day. Yeah, and so for for the a large part of our history, the model where you know we just chose the colors of what you wore and yeah. what you received that worked great. Yeah, but uh, over the course of the years, where people were expecting customization, we just we we, we were a little bit behind. In mm-hmm. offering that, and so I, I would I would say we I don't know if you know Nathan Holm or not, but uh, Nathan worked on our team. Uh, he he's since living down in the Low Country, um, but Nathan, along with other people, had a vision before I even came to Upward to re-establish uh, a business model that offered customization. And so now, um, when you go onto our site as one of our partners, you can really choose whatever sports package you mm-hmm. want based on your budget. And what we have found is people are actually in many cases spending more than they would have before because they're ordering custom jerseys with right. logos. Right. And, and so we offer all that. We also, uh, for an inner city church or for a low income church, we also offer just very basic t-shirts and things. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, um, we don't ever want any child in the United States to not play upward because they can't afford it. Right. And so, uh, you know, as a ministry, that's our focus. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Um, you know, it's easy to think about what you just said from an economic standpoint, right? You've got uh, certain churches that will customize, and they're gonna they're gonna have all the bells and whistles mm-hmm. and everything else. And then maybe uh, a church that from a lower income area, hey, let's just get t shirts I've I've played in leagues where you just you get a white t shirt and you get a magic marker, <laughs> right. and there there you have it. Um, but what you're doing is not just, in my opinion, it's not just a good business model. You, you're giving them ownership of, of their Correct. own ministry, right? Uh, how many – do you guys uh, require or do you have any kind of emphasis on the people working at your office to, to coach a, an upper team at their local church? Yeah, so we have – a huge amount of our staff. I don't know what percentage right. it is that that that's actively involved in coaching, including mm-hmm. me to yeah. lead to lead by example. Sure. Uh, ben Baldridge, who yeah. who runs the Stars program, uh, he he also runs our local rec leagues. Okay, and uh, I'm I'm going to be sitting with him this year, coaching uh, for either flag or or soccer, whatever he decides. Mm-hmm. And so we we do want to lead by example yeah. by being a part of that. So yes, our team is very involved in helping to lead out and coach upward. That's beautiful having people um, doing the nuts and bolts and the things that have to happen, but then having those same people serve on the front lines. Yeah, well, you get – listen, I can get a free upward shirt by coaching, so why would you not want to do that? (laughs) I think you probably know a guy. You get an upward shirt anyway. Uh, But but go back to the the, uh, customizing the sports package. Mm -hmm. You're giving them ownership, um, and you're giving the local church ownership in the ministry. I I, I love the fact – because let's be honest. You said earlier, the Great Commission, Jesus compelled, commanded us to go. Um, But he didn't just say go to the nations. He said go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. And um, though for the most of what we do is to the nations, meaning across the the seas, um, you are giving, you are enabling, you are preparing, you're giving the local church a platform to do ministry. You're making them do better because the task, the Great Commission is there, but there's no chance any of us are able to complete it alone. Right. That's right. And so we need to grow 
whether it's multiplying or exponentially or even addition, grow the amount of kingdom workers, kingdom-minded folks, mm-hmm. uh, so that and and have them focused on the Great Commission. That's what you guys are doing. I yeah. love that picture. Yeah. Uh, let me let me ask you this. Um, uh, this was a, this was a quote from the article when you first took the job back in the middle of quarantine, like we said. Um, as we think about churches being able to get back together and reconvene, one of the avenues that we know that brings people together is sports. Give me a two-sentence um, statement on the power, because I believe in it, but Give me a two, two, three sentence statement on the power of sports in our culture and what can happen just through sports, even from a secular standpoint. And then you pour ministry on top of that. What happens? Yeah. So um, I'll take a stab at that. Sports is a unique way to unite people from all different backgrounds, all different levels to come together uh, for camaraderie and fellowship and competition Mm -hmm. and so it sports breeds community Mm, and if if you're breeding community as a local church if you're if you're convening community and then you layer on top of that the devotion material that we have or that they have to be able to also share the gospel with those people god can do great things Mm. that's that's beautiful sports breeds it breeds community community i love that picture uh, and where in our culture today could we not benefit from a little bit of community? We we, def- of we definitely need that. You know, I was telling our leadership team on Monday in our, in our meeting, um, when you think about sort of where we're at as a, as a culture, as a country, you've got all these negative things. I mean, we got monkeypox and um, we got murder hornets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. we got we got COVID, we got inflation, we got politics, yep. we got you know, wars, all, all these things. I was I was reminding them what God reminded me in, in Matthew, I believe, 14, and where Jesus is walking on the water. And, you know, Peter being Peter, he just says, hey, can I come out? And yeah. God says, come on. And then he starts to sink. You, you all know the story very well. And how and right in the middle of all of that, God never lost control. Mm-hmm. And he's given us a platform and an opportunity, this window to see people come to Christ. And mm-hmm. it, I'm excited about what God wants to do because we, we've talked about the Great Commission. You know, Jesus wants to see people saved. Yeah. And we're just grateful to be a small part of that with churches across the nation. Mm. Well, in our time together, it, and I knew this beforehand because we've known each other for years, but in our, our time together, it's easy for everybody to see your heart and your heart oh, for, thank you. uh, for people. And not only preparing people for ministry, but also seeing the results of those ministry, and that that's changed lives for all eternity. Um, Psalm one thirty nine, uh, verse thirteen tells us this: He knit us together in a mother's womb. Yes. There's in- intimate intentionality there. Uh, Ephesians two ten says we are all God's handiwork, or craftsmanship, or masterpiece. Poetry, depending on the translation, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which He prepared in advance for us to do. Kevin, God wired you differently than he did me. I did not uh, venture out into the corporate world, but he has uniquely gifted you for the position you're in and equipped you for the position you're in and, and, and me as well. But he has wired us differently, but for the same purpose. Amen. And it's a beautiful thing to see the different parts of the body serving with their gifts. So thank you uh, for being a part of this uh, podcast today and for sharing your heart. 
Uh, I say all that to say this. God wants your very best, and he's equipped each of you specifically for the task he's put in front of you. And he's constantly preparing you for what's to come, even in uh, something that, like in your case, uh, a secular corporate world preparing you for ministry and you didn't even see it coming. Yeah. Uh, what a beautiful picture. Thank you again for being a part of this today, Kevin. Great to be with you. Thank you for having me. As a reminder, we release these podcasts the first and third Tuesdays of every month. If you're brand new to the podcast, go back and check out episode one so you can learn a little bit more about what uh, Impact Sports does, but more importantly, why we do it. If you'd like to hear more from us, we're now sending out weekly email devotionals called Thoughts from Outside the Boat. If you'd like to sign up to get those weekly, go to utterlyamazed.com. You can sign up right there on the homepage. And also, please share this podcast with anyone you think may be interested, and then subscribe and review wherever you get your podcast. To find out more about Impact Sports, you can go to impactsportsonline.org, or you can also follow us on social media at Impact Sports INT on Instagram and Impact Sports International on Facebook. We'll see you next time on I Say All That to Say This.